You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Michael Rosencrantz is the executive director of SoCal Adaptive Sports, a Move United member organization. He has coached wheelchair basketball at the collegiate level, serving as an assistant coach with the University of Arizona women's team, and is a level two certified archery instructor. We are here today to talk about adaptive pickleball, another sport he coaches. So, Michael, I thought we would just start by uh, just talking a little bit about how you first got involved in adaptive sports. Yeah, Sean. So I've been on the adaptive sport path for 12, 13 years. Um, I was a voluntary service overseas volunteer in India, um, working. I was placed with the Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, um, a body called National Trust. And they were working with 900 NGOs, Mm. uh, people with disabilities throughout the country. And my role was to do workshops so i got to travel all around india which i had wanted to do um i was living in new delhi with an indian family and um coaching basketball at the new delhi ymca you know (laughs) stand-up basketball um after a couple years came back to the u.s and met some guys from a group called wheelchair athletes worldwide um and their mission you know go to other countries bring sport wheelchairs and i said well come to india that's where i'm living and they (laughs) did and they introduced me to wheelchair basketball and from then on i just uh i mean this has been my journey in life um and it's been wonderful you know went on to live in nepal for four years did more wheelchair basketball came back to the u.s 2016 and uh you know did a bunch of coaching worked for different organizations and then three years ago started SoCal Adoptive Sports. And and um, tell me a little bit, and maybe for those that are listening that don't know about SoCal Adoptive Sports, uh, what you know, where are you located? Obviously, other than Southern California, <laughs> and uh, and then kind of some of the programs and activities that that you're operating out of there. So we work um, actually throughout Southern California. We're doing programs everywhere. Mm. Uh, you know, at a higher level, we're trying to help be part of the collaborative that creates greater societal inclusion and levels the playing field, uh, creates option options, teaches life lessons through um, adaptive sports. So what we're doing is, you know, so we do standing in wheelchair basketball, we've been doing archery, tennis, pickleball, um, hiking, we started doing some music and art, uh, go to professional sporting events. And we've started a school program called Sports for Everybody. And, um, you know, we're working with Jessica Pilar out here Mm -hmm. in one of our school districts. So I'm really happy about the inclusive playbook and, you know, taking a deeper dive. But, you know, for me, for me, it's very much a social justice issue. you know, that is, how do we remove barriers? Again, how do we create more inclusion, level the playing field so that, you know, anybody can participate in whatever passions um, they have. 
And so, you know, as I said, I mean, the journey started 12, 13 years ago. And, you know, so we're working with a whole variety of municipalities because I think when um, you have municipalities offering this, you know, the same level of sports as mm -hmm. they do for able-bodied people, you know, then, you know, this greater societal inclusion is going to happen and people and people understand capabilities you know as opposed to using those you know disabilities mm -hmm. so you know it's a good it's great work and i love it and i'm just happy you know to be able to do this yeah and, and your point about you know local governments and the role that local government plays we we all know that you know parks and recreational you know amenities or or destinations or places if you will have been around for a long time uh, but not necessarily as inclusive as they could have been so it's nice to see this movement and this change uh and this shift if you will in in providing uh more opportunity more equity more inclusion um, uh, for individuals with, with yeah. uh, vulnerabilities and disabilities. You know, I, I see it happening. Um, you know, obviously, I mean, change is slow, right? But if you're persistent, so, you know, I'm going to be in San Diego on Saturday. I'm going to be in Rancho Cucamonga the following Saturday. And they're like so into it. They've organized a first ever adaptive sports fair. You know, we're talking about doing a sports fair in a city called Menifee and Calabasas. And this is, we're in the next year already. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm so happy that, you know, there are those municipalities who are interested. Um, I'm going to do an adaptive sports camp for youth in the city of Riverside uh, mm -hmm. this summer. I, I did it a bit last summer. But you see these things happening. And, you know, I think through, like, our school program sports for everybody. Um, you know, the children have this aha moment, like, oh, yeah, I don't need to be afraid of someone with disability, and I can play with my friends, you know, if they have a disability. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, the impact. Um, it, it's it's pretty phenomenal, actually. So I just want to talk a little bit more about the school program. I'm working with Coachella Valley Unified School District, which is the in the eastern part of Coachella Valley or southeast of LA. Hmm. And it's a lower socioeconomic area, but they've they've really embraced this, you know, to the point of, you know, they want Jessica to come in. But this summer I'm going to do some summer school classes. And then we're talking about in the fall, um, me doing some consistent adaptive sports, um, you know, on their school site. So they have the they have the infrastructure and so you see, you know, these things happening where there was nothing and now there's the possibility of something. Um, there's another community that I've started working with. It's called Yucca Valley, mm -hmm. about 45 minutes from Palm Desert where I live. And I'm working with the Desert Arc there and just started, you know, doing sports. I went to the Boys and Girls Club yesterday. I went to the city and they're like, yeah, you know, let's make some stuff happen because the only thing happening in that area is a miracle league, um, which is great. But, you know, I think the opportunities are are just vast to be able to do things. And you just need people to say yes. Um, you know, which, yeah, which I think is really important to do. Yeah, that's awesome. You're doing, doing, doing some great work there. I know you mentioned 
one of the sports that I want, I want to dive a little deeper in, into, which is uh, pickleball. So I know that you offer pickleball as one of the sports that you mentioned. And um, and and so for those that just aren't familiar with, with pickleball, I know it's, it's exploding across the country, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. there's still, I still run into a lot of people that are like, what's pickleball? So I'll, I'll ask you that question. What's pickleball? Yeah. So, you know, let me answer it. In, you know, so I, I was coaching tennis, which I really love. Um, and so, you know, pickleball, it's played with a paddle. Um, so much smaller than a tennis racket. The balls are plastic and the court is much smaller um, than a tennis court. And you, you know, see a lot of people playing doubles. So you don't have to move as much um, as in tennis. But it's a really fast game. I mean, the ball just goes boom, 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 you know, back and forth across the court. Um, you know, it's a very strategic game. But it, the thing about pickleball, I think, as opposed to tennis, is anybody can play it. So you see a lot of older, I see a lot of older, I mean, I'm in that category too. But, you know, you see people even older than me, um, you know, playing and you know, I found it to be a really good uh, kind of teaching, kind of getting people active tool. So let me talk about my experience with Desert with Desert Arc, um, and then I can talk about my other experience. So I recently started working with, with Desert Arc. They have a couple locations in Coachella Valley. And so what I've done is, you know, I'll hand out, I have a bunch of paddles, I have a bunch of balls. And so, you know, okay, hold the paddle, hold it kind of similarly to a tennis racket. And then I say, okay, let's, let's hit the ball up, right? Called popcorning. Mm -hmm. So they do that. <laughs> so that's a forehand. And then they turn the hand over into a backhand. And then it's, let's hit the ball down and then let's hit it up. And, um, you know, it, I mean, it's still difficult for some people, but others, it, I mean, they get it immediately, right? I'll say, hit the ball softly. And they're like, they hit the ball across the room. It's like, no, don't do that yet. <laughs> um, so it's, I, I think it's a really, really good sport for, you know, eye-hand coordination, um, just for getting people out and, and moving, which is, you know, ultimately uh, what we want to do. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping over time USA Pickleball will really pick up um, some wheelchair pickleball. We, we did mm -hmm. a little bit in the city of Riverside. I got... Um, a guy who plays pickleball and leads pickleball in the city to get in a wheelchair and he played and he said, Oh, this is really, this is really great. You know, I think it's, you know, for me at least, um, you know, able body, right. I mean, wheelchair tennis is more difficult, I think, than wheelchair pickleball again, because the, the court is a bit smaller. Um, the ball amounts twice as in, you know, wheelchair tennis, but it, I, I think it's, you know, it's a great game, although, you know, some people who play tennis are like, I'm not playing pickleball, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's okay. It's a good, good sport. You know, I want to, I want to hone in on that comment. Why, why do you think it is that wheelchair tennis players don't want to play pickleball? Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know about able-bodied tennis players, uh, but we have someone on our board, Melissa wheelchair tennis and she's like i'm not playing pickleball um i don't know i don't know whether she just doesn't see it as i mean it is competitive i mean you don't have to move as much 
um, I don't know, the ball doesn't bounce, you know, as, as well as a tennis right. ball. But I don't know. There's something about, I think, not necessarily Melissa, but, you know, it's so a lot of municipalities are converting tennis courts to pickleball. And I, I think, you know, that's difficult, right, for people who just want to play, who want to play tennis. So it's kind of maybe people see it as infringing on, oh, yeah. you know, the sport um, that they play. But as I said, you know, when I, when I especially when I see like older people who have less mobility playing, you know, I just think it's terrific that people are out there and doing it. I mean, what, you know, what does it matter as long as people are active? You know, and I think that's one of the things that we try to do at SoCal too. We try to find a sport that, you know, you like playing. Um, and I, you know, it's people's preferences. It's as long as people get out and participate. I think that's the real key because it's, you know, it's not only physical, right? It's social and emotional health too. Absolutely. So vital, really vital. Yeah. And, and and that's the reason why I wanted to follow up on that question, because I think it probably is just perception, you know, and, and, uh, and if, if you're comfortable or you're a fan of a particular sport, yeah, you might see that that is, no, I don't want to play that sport because uh, I want to play this sport. So it's just, you know, mainly perception or mental, there's a, there's a, just a, a mental kind of I, like thing. With <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're right. You know, I, so I love basketball, you know, I'm, I'm short, but I, I still love basketball and, you know, golf isn't my thing. But a lot of people, especially where I live, want to play golf. You know, a lot of our mm -hmm. athletes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to be able to offer the opportunity to do that, you know, whether or not, you know, I play. And so, again, I think it's about, you know, having this full array of options. Just as, you know, a person able-bodied or neurotypical has, um, you know, why shouldn't people who aren't that way you know, why shouldn't they have options too? I mean, we, we all need to have options. Yeah. And we are, and regardless of age, as you, as you mentioned, I mean, like if you have, uh, I mean, pickleball, what I have found is that, um, if you have uh, limited mobility, uh, in general, whether it's age related or not, that, uh, that pickleball may be a more manageable sport that still allows you to get all the, benefits that sport still provides and you know the the, the, op the opportunity to compete the opportunity to to uh to develop hand yeah. coordination, and all of those things because i think so another group that i'm working with is uh the coachella valley alzheimer's association and i've done uh, a little bit of basketball some sitting volleyball some boccia and you know i gave all of their participants paddles right and just hitting the ball and you know the joy that you see um on people's faces and it's you know i don't know what's being remembered but it's still it's like oh yeah you know here's something that i can do that's a lot of fun i'm moving so you know why not i mean why why wouldn't you offer um you know pickleball or whatever sport because it is you know sean it's a lot i think more and more i'm seeing it's a lot about the smiles mm -hmm. and you know, I'm able to participate. It doesn't matter that I'm in a wheelchair, I have to use a walker, you know, I I'm have intellectual disability on the autism spectrum, you know, whatever it is. It's it's still about being able to participate with others. And so that's that's what I see. You know, I mean, sports is such a great equalizer, and it just, you know, you look at the Olympics, look at the Paralympics, you know, it's still 
It brings mm-hmm. people together. Um, and for me, adaptive sports is like the ultimate, you know, just the way that the athletes, the competitors treat one another, um, you know, afterwards, after, you know, someone wins, someone loses, but it doesn't seem to make a great deal of difference. Whereas, you know, in the more able-bodied neurotypical community, it is, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. And I just, I just so appreciate it. You know, I so appreciate being able to work in this field and, you know, provide opportunities to play um, different sports. Yeah. And and so when you're offering, um, you know, a pickleball session, like how yeah. do you how do you uh, lead that session? How do you get people yeah. out to play? So I work. Um, so I've described a little bit, but at, at other times I'm working with volunteers, and you know, we'll always start out, you know, of course, with a little bit of stretching. Um, but then we get on the court, you know, and do this popcorning thing, right? So it's forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand. And then um, the athletes will be on one side of the court, the volunteers and me will be on the other side, and we'll just hit the ball back and forth, right? Let's hit the ball back and forth, hit the ball back and forth. And then we practice some serving too, you know, here's the proper way to serve. But at the end, you know, it's always, we wanna play games. You know, again, no matter what your ability is, Let's kind of practice what we learned um, doing some of the drills and playing. And again, it's, you know, some people can do it. And, um, you know, others, it's enough just to hit the ball over the net. And that's fine. You know, it it really doesn't make a difference. So it's, you know, I, and I, I mean, I've said this, I say this many times when I coach people, it's, I don't necessarily change my style, you know, in coaching. And maybe some people find it a little bit abrasive. You know, obviously I'm going to adjust. If someone needs more time and processing, you know, that's fine. Take more time. But it's, you know, how do you push people so that, you know, they they enjoy the game, obviously, but they do it to the best of their ability, you know, whatever that is. And I think one thing adaptive sports has taught me is shown me, you know, it doesn't matter what ability um, you have if you want to play we're going to find a way for you to mm-hmm. play and that's mm-hmm. you know obviously that's adaptive sports which you know is just terrific that's the core of adaptive sports right that's <laughs> uh, the core you know it's everything and you know and it's interesting sean too so i'm in working with the the desert arc so we don't have a gym we have a big warehouse space and all that and you know we adapt um to make it work and i just say yeah okay this is adaptive sports we're going to make it work you know, I, I did a drill the other day, a basketball drill, where we set up chairs and I had people dribble around chairs and it works, right? You do, you make it work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and what I love about, you know, pickleball um, is that, you know, there's very, it's, it's a, there's an, a low barrier to entry. You know, you don't have to go out and buy tons of equipment, right? You basically need a paddle, a ball, and then of course the the net and the court, you know, but that's that's really about it. So you don't have to go out and buy an expensive sports chair. You don't have to go out and buy, you know, tons of extra gear. Yeah, it, and, and that's, you know, I mean, that's another difference, right, with tennis. I mean, you can buy really expensive paddles, of course, for pickleball, mm-hmm. but you're right. The entree point is, is, is like really low. It's, um, you know, it's somewhat similar to basketball, right? I mean, got a basketball, I go out and shoot. And and that's the same with pickleball. Um, you know, and and the people that play a lot have paddles and they 
at times donate them, which, you know, we were the beneficiary of donations. Um, the balls, you know, are not that expensive. So that's right. You just go out and you hit. And even, you know, even if you don't have a court, you could hit the ball against the wall, you mm -hmm. know, to practice like handball or, you know, racquetball. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. But again, I think it's it's more about, you know, just getting out, being social um, and moving your body a bit. I mean, that's mm -hmm. to me again, you know, as I age, I mean, that's the really important thing. Right. I, I think. But it, but having those opportunities is vital. Right. If you don't have the opportunity, then I mean, it doesn't happen. And mm -hmm. although, you know, we're in Southern California. I mean, we're fairly blessed with a number of organizations, but there's still, I mean, there's huge pockets, right? Where, I mean, there's just nothing going on. And, you know, as you know, transportation is a huge barrier to participating. And so mm -hmm. people don't participate. And um, so, you know, the more that we can train, I think others, people who, um, you know, coach able-bodied neurotypical, the more we can train them that, you know, hey, you know, you can do this. You don't need to be afraid. Um, you know, the USTA is really doing a lot in terms of wheelchair tennis. I mean, really, and it's it's just been great. And I, I'm hoping over time that USA Pickleball will, um, you know, will do the same. But I think, you know, those of us working in the field, if we can continue to talk to coaches, you know, go to schools, talk to high school coach and say, coaches and say, hey, you know, you can do this. Um, one of my interesting story, my cousins in Seattle are trying to find space so they can open up pickleball, right? <laughs> and, you know, they they know me and I, I said, hey, you know, I'll come up and do some adapted pickleball um, with you. But, you know, it, it's, I, the over the years that I've been working in this field, I, you know, I, I see it happening, right? And again, I'm just, I'm really happy just to be part of this. And what's considered a pickleball game like um i mean do they you know like for those that you know want to learn learn how to compete or want to compete uh how what what is considered a pickleball game what are, what are they what's this yeah is it best best of three or is it just uh up to 20 what up to certain points so you know you you alternate um serving except mm -hmm. on, the, on the first serve the first the first team to serve only one of the players um, serve. You serve it diagonally. Mm -hmm. um, you play. You, you know what? I don't even know what you play. <laughs> we just, we just, you know, we go out and play. Mm -hmm. um, but professionally, I, I, yeah, it, it may be the best of three. You'll have to find out. Um, yeah, because I just again, it, it's for me. It's more about let's just go out and play and have some fun, right? I, I haven't done the the really competitive um, thing yet. Uh, but for me, I found, you know, I played tennis my whole life. So pickleball was not that difficult to pick out, pick up, you know, the nuances are, well, I mean, I don't have those, um, but yeah. yeah I've, I've likened pickleball to be uh, a cross between wheelchair tennis and table tennis, right? So it's because the, the racket's similar to a, more of a like a table tennis racket that and and so and it's a smaller court so it's kind of like somewhere in between almost it is yeah the the paddles are the rackets are so much similar right but the uh, of course the pickleball paddle is um 
is a bit longer. You know, and there, there's all kinds, like there are tennis rackets, like there are um, table tennis, you know, paddles. So, um, you know, some are lighter, some are heavier. Um, you know, they're made of different materials and all that. And that so, becomes that becomes a personal preference at some point, right? Like if you want to get your own racket, yeah, paddle, then it's just whatever you prefer. Yeah, I, I I was at a national parks and rec conference in Phoenix in September, and you know USA Pickleball was out there, and you could win paddles, right? If if you sign up, but also you hit hit the ball, if you hit the paddle, you get it, and I did it, right? And so I got this really lightweight paddle, and I and then I have you know a heavier one, a wooden one, and yeah, I mean just qualitatively, um, you know, different. So it does become, you know, a personal preference, but I think again, you know, it's a game that can be played by, I think everybody really, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether someone's a quad, um, you know, we can, we can really, I think, yeah, assist people with playing, um, playing pickleball um and again a great sport you know just a great sport and you and you mentioned michael that um do you often based on your experience just uh like have two people opposing two people so that there are there's someone in each quadrant of the court we put yeah so we put you know two people aside sometimes um with the athletes that i work with you know we'll put three people on a side Mm -hmm. um again just to you know, here's your partner. Let's hit the ball back and forth. Let's just, you know, three times, five times, just to start to get, um, you know, how you play. But then when we play, you know, it's it, we play two against two. Yeah. And we'll we'll rotate people in so that you know everyone has um, an opportunity. But I, you know, Sean, the feedback that I get, like so with Desert Arc and Yucca Valley, we went out on a court a few weeks ago and people were just, the athletes were just smiling and this is great. You know, I've never played before, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, they were able to hit the ball because it it, it really, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to be all that difficult, you know? And I think, you know, people, the athletes especially appreciate it a lot more when they can, you know, it's it's hard to shoot a basket, right? And, and you're not not everyone's going to make it the first time. But with pickleball, you know, chances are you can hit it. You know, it may not go with the net, but you're able to hit the ball, um, because it is somewhat, I mean, simpler than you know than basketball. So I think from from that aspect, more people, you know, will want to participate and do that. I mean, obviously it takes skill if you want to play a game, but everyone can hit the ball. I mean, everyone, you know, can hit the ball. And do you have any athletes at this point that are, are interested in taking it like, like competing or finding like tournament opportunities or anything along those lines or, or focus folks still primarily in the recreational kind of. of Yeah. I think it's still re- recreational. There, there are some athletes that I work with which are who are phenomenal, you know. So that, um, I don't, you know, I'm going to start working with Special Olympics. I don't know if they do pickleball, um, but certainly there are other groups that are doing it, you know. So I could bring athletes to compete. I mean, that's one of the things we haven't 
um, done yet. That is, mm-hmm. you know, taking teams, we have a, a basketball team, um, and, and bring them to compete. So over the next fiscal year, um, you know, that's probably one of my goals to start bringing people out to competitions, whether it's individual or whether it's team-based, because, you know, again, my, I mean, my feeling is you just get a lot out of that, especially, you know, you meet new people and all that, but just, you know, feeling like, oh, okay, you know, I, I'm successful, successful at this. I'm able to do this. Um, You know, everyone wants, everyone wants to have that feeling. It doesn't matter who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know, yeah. Everyone wants to win. I don't know of anybody that doesn't want to win. You know, <laughs> no one wants to lose. You know, all those things that, you know, are still still kind of uh, center to sport. Uh, you know, people people have that desire and interest in that in the competitive, you know, that fire in their belly or gut. Yeah. To, you know, I just I just watched that movie Champions. I don't know if you saw that with Woody Harrelson. I haven't uh, seen it, but I know about it. So, yeah, you know, it was OK. I, I think the original version was probably better. but. Um, you know, at the very end, his team is competing for the championship, right? And they, um, this guy throws up a shot at the end, which would have won the game, you know, like Derek White did with the Celtics, but he misses. And, you know, the coach is Woody Harrison's disappointed, but all the players are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Woody Harrison goes, but we lost. And, and, you know, one of the guys goes, no, but, you know, the guy who shot the last shot, he shot it backwards, right? And he never hit the rim. He hits the rim. And they're all going, he hit the rim. It's great. And I, and I, I you know, I, I looked at that and said, yeah, you know, that's what this is about. Yeah, you, you want to win by score. But also, you know, you want your teammates to, to do something they haven't done before. Um, you know, you want to get on the court and play. And I, th- I think that's a win, you know, as well as, you know, shown in, in this movie. So I thought it was great. You know, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what's the one thing that people may not know about the sport of pickleball that you would want them to know about? Well, I, I think, as I've said, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not overly difficult, really. Um, you can get out and, you know, you, you can hit a pickleball uh, with really not much effort or not much coaching. You know, um, if you want to get better, obviously you need to play, you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that goes for any sport. But I think, you know, my um, what I'd like to leave people with is, you know, try it. You know, um, even if you're not, a, you don't think you're an athlete. You know, some people say, I'm not an athlete. Well, get out there and do it, you know, try it and see if you like it. Great. And if you don't, you know, find something else. But I really think everybody um, can really do it no matter what, you know, someone's ability level is. That's awesome. Well, I'd be remiss, obviously, Michael, if I didn't like have you plug, you know, SoCal Adaptive Sports. So how to, how to, What's your website? How do people connect with you on social uh, if they want to get involved? <laughs> you know, I, I always have mixed feelings about this because I think it's it's a movement, right? So no matter where you live, you know, I want to help you find adaptive sports. And, and I do that when I talk to people from all over the place. 
But um, so at socaladaptivesports.org. Um, certainly you can write to me, Mike at socaladaptivesports.org. Um, happy to connect you, you know, wherever you live in the country or even outside the country. You know, I will find a uh, a place for you to do adaptive sports. Andor will get your municipality doing adaptive sports. So. <laughs>